We know many of you love the fact that Bali is relatively close, particularly for those of you in Western Australia. So you'll be interested in the next story from Bali correspondent Suzanne Hart with Graham Kemlow. Well, Suzanne Hart, our Bali correspondent, is back from Australia, back living, retiring, I think is the term she would use, in Bali. And I've seen a few things that she's posted. Looks wonderful, Suzanne. You look like you've got fabulous digs and you're obviously very happy. Hello, Graham. I am back in my happy place. Right. And it's got waves so you can surf. <laughs> yes, indeed. And of course, the first thing that I did uh, when the day after I returned was uh, get out onto my favourite local break here down at um, Mertesari Beach in Sanua. And I was completely blessed with four days of absolutely perfect waves to ease me back into eight months of not surfing. So yeah, it's been amazing to be back. Firstly, tell me, because we're focused today on the show on uh, a number of other countries that have eased restrictions. What's the deal in getting into Bali? What do you need? So at the moment, the biggest uh, stumbling block it appears to be for uh, Australians is getting this international PCR test within a 48-hour window prior to your departure. And I say that it's the biggest stumbling block because many people seem not to be reading the information correctly and are thinking that they can go to their local clinic that you would go and have a test if you thought that maybe you might be testing positive or feeling like you had symptoms. So it's not really hard. You just type in international PCR test for travel and the world of Google comes up with many different options, all of which are completely legitimate and above board. And Uh, expensive. uh, unfortunately, yes, it's 150 Australian dollars for one test. Okay. If you don't get organised and you need it in a day, I believe it doubles at about that right. price. You can get them done at the airport too, Graham, but why would you? Well, that's right. Interestingly, Thailand, Fiji, Singapore, Malaysia, they've all canned the pre-departure PCR test. Uh, as long as you're fully yes. vaccinated and can show that when you arrive, then you're, you're good to go. So... Maybe Bali could miss out if it's going to stick to that rule. I think that there's uh, been some word amongst the tourism industry and the Bali Hotel uh, Industry Association who do an amazing job keeping a, a website up to date and very current with all of the information that's happening at the time. You might be aware that towards the end of this year that Bali is hosting the G20 in November. Yes, and they've and invited somebody. Uh, mm, like, haven't they invited Mr Putin? Mm, there, that's the rumour, but uh, let's just see how that goes, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, we're just treading carefully around the outside of that and stepping backwards away from it. <laughs> uh, so the word is that quite possibly the requirement for a PCR test pre-departure for getting on a flight to come here will go away in September, but that okay. is just talk. There's no okay. official word. I think that Indonesia has done a fantastic job in managing their way back to reopening. And a lot of that has been about the focus has been on Bali, rightly or wrongly, the focus Mm. has been on Bali because Bali is the one island that everybody knows and everybody wants to come to. So Mm. it's been a steady step-by-step process. It's actually very straightforward. Apart from that PCR test, honestly, the rest of the getting on a plane and coming to Bali right now and being on this island is extremely straightforward. Right. Visa on arrival, is it? Visa on arrival, yes. And there are an ever-expanding list of countries who are being added to that list. It started off with about 23 and then Australia 
um, very quickly was added to that too. So right. that's the old, um, you may remember it, we used to we used to come in and we used to pay, I think it was the equivalent of 35 US dollars yep. uh, and that was our visa on arrival. And you can extend that one time so that you can, if you really want to, stay for a maximum of 30, uh, 60 days right. on that particular visa. You're on a different arrangement because you're a retiree up there, so you're not a, an Australian visitor. Is it obvious there's lots of beer-swilling Aussies sitting around the pool, or what's the story? <laughs> oh, you, you just ask me tough questions, and I have to be careful the way I, I answer I, that. I Look, want you to do your research. Well, I'm absolutely doing my research, it was, and it's, I take, you know how seriously I take it. I, I do. But I have to tell you that last Friday... I went to visit a friend of mine on the other side, on the West Coast, in the top end of Seminyak, where I spent three months uh, living before I went back to Australia. Mm. And I would swear there was no pandemic. I would swear that nothing was different from the way it was before COVID. The traffic was ridiculous. So my strongest advice to people, if you want to come to Bali, just go somewhere else. Explore (laughs) some different parts of Bali. Don't put yourself in traffic and try to pretend that the Seminyak Legion holiday that you had all those years ago is actually ever going to be the same again. So really, it's a beautiful island and there's plenty of places to go visit right now. Are there a lot of beer-swilling Australians? Without a doubt. Um, There will be even more so when Perth gets its um, more than one flight a day out of the airport with Jetstar. Uh, the word is that Air Asia is about to start flying again and Jetstar will put on another flight and then watch out. I'm actually pleased that Air Asia is coming back. I've interviewed Tony Fernandez a couple of times. He's a really good guy. He certainly ran into turbulence there with COVID. So the, the fact that he's uh, coming back is great news. Yes, I agree because I fly Air Asia a lot around this region and I've never had any problems. I think that it's just like Jetstar. People are quick to say, you know, we can't reach anybody, they cancel their flights. You know, there's a list of complaints that people might have. Yeah. But at the same time, they're a low-cost airline. Yeah. You get what you pay for and I like paying for stuff that I actually want and not stuff that I don't want. So yeah. I'm, I'm really happy about that. So you were, you were just saying before I rudely interrupted you that things are much the same in Bali as they might have been in 2019. Are there any obvious changes that you've noticed, apart from the arrival arrangements, et cetera, et cetera? Like are the new hotels gone up or what, what oh, are you goodness, seeing? Oh, goodness, Graham. Yeah, it, it's actually very interesting. Apparently there are three new five-star hotels that will open in the next six months. Wow. So, Graham Kemlo speaking with Suzanne Hart in Bali.